opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. We're here with Jen Bick. In a few minutes, I'm going to talk with, and we'll take a break before that. I'll just a few announcements for you. Amanda is out uh, prepping for her wedding. She took the next few days off before she finally gets married on Sunday. So we all wish her the best of luck and hope she has a fabulous, beautiful, bright and sunny day, as well as a bright and sunny rest of her married life. <laughs> um, let's see. Earlier today, I was on uh, the largest webinar attendance sign-up that I've ever been able to uh perform in front of, shall we say. It was a fabulous content, mar- the monthly content marketing webinar over at Idea Launch. Uh, we have over 510 people signed up. Um, excellent attendance as well. I think about uh, maybe 60% attendance. And I haven't looked at the final numbers yet. Uh, but uh, we had a ton of questions, and the webinar was on content marketing uh, with competitive intelligence being the topic, how to use competitive intelligence for to develop content marketing strategy. Um, and I had a guest on, um, uh, Mike Roberts, the founder and CEO of SpyFu, uh, that gave us some really keen insight into how SpyFu helps identify the opportunities uh, for organic success in the search engines and pinpoint literally uh, the amount of money you're losing by not pre-creating content and or optimization strategy around certain keywords as, as they're compared with your competitors. Uh, we also talked about the identity of sort of who's testing and who's not testing uh, um, uh, with pay-per-click ads um, and how you can save yourself a ton of money using some of the new technology that, that, would, that uh, SpyFu rolled out uh, that allows you to do neat stuff. So anyway, people should chime in and, uh, and, and tune in to that slide deck. Um, I'm going to pop it up on slideshare.net um, later today. Um, so you can take a look at the deck. Um, and I was talking with Mike afterwards, and we decided that we need to do another one of these next month um, and, and, and make it a little bit more enticing. We had some great questions in the end. The webinar actually lasted like an hour and ten minutes. Uh, we just had a lot of questions that continue to come in after we gave our spiel deal. So so look for that. Um, there's a lot of exciting things coming on around the bend with regards to advancing content marketing and all kinds of stuff. But... Meanwhile, back to the Life Tips show, uh, we're, I'm going to interview uh, Jen uh, Bick today. I believe that's – I always get her last name wrong, but uh, she's a Toronto-based freelance writer and a, and a marketing consultant and owner of a, of a neat company. She makes her living uh, creating content, and she's doing a lot of content creation for the Idea Launch site on the Life Tips site. So we're going to talk with her and interview her and, and learn more about uh, what she's doing to make the world a better place with great content. So back in a minute, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. 
your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Jen, welcome. Thanks, Byron. <laughs> so, Jen, <laughs> had a, it's just nice to hear your voice, Jen. I, I tend to smile every time I hear it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background, your career. <laughs> You're a Toronto-based freelancer and, uh, uh, you know, uh, enjoy, as your description on uh, bio reads, you enjoy hanging out in your yoga pants and uh, working from home and do some work in the nonprofit sector and, and, and for some boutique marketing agencies. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing, and then I'm going to ask them hard-hitting questions about uh, about what's going on in your career. Go ahead. Sure. Um, well, yeah, basically um, I work in uh, yoga pants at home um, <laughs> as a freelance writer and marketer. So um, I work with uh, just a whole range of clients. Some of them are, are some big internationals. Some of them are small businesses uh, that really want to improve their web presence, Um as far as like the web content, um, just on their website, uh, if they want to get started on a blog or have a regular blog, even uh, dabbling into um, other areas of social media, like having a Twitter presence and that kind of thing. So I work with them. Um, I consult with them on how to do it on their own and give them tips, or I even get hired to do it for them um, as myself or kind of as, as sort of a bit of a ghostwriter behind the scenes for them. So that's, that's sort of how I spend my days. <laughs> Got it. 
Tell me a little bit about um, the uh, how the freelance writing industry has changed in your mind from your perspective in the last few years. Uh, well, it's gotten qu- quite a bit larger, um, and I really only started freelancing uh, full-time um, really just the last couple years. I worked full-time between then and did the odd job here and then, so I can't really um, say from an insider's perspective how it's changed, let's say, in the last, you know, five, ten. Um, but just from talking with other people uh, that have done it, um, you know, there's there's definitely more competition. Uh, there's more people out there that, that think that they can be freelance writers, um, mm-hmm. which has posed some interesting challenges for those people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And there are more websites out there that kind of act as hubs for freelance jobs. Uh, people looking for freelancers as well as people that can perform that that capacity even in not just writing but also graphic design and programming and all kinds of different mainly web related ways mm-hmm. yeah how how important is optimization and how interesting or not interesting has it been for you to learn the game of uh, peppering rich keywords and doing keyword research and creating titles and meta tags and meta descriptions. Where does that fit? You know, a great letter writer like you. How does that fit into your to your uh, you know uh, your mold? Um, well, it definitely fits in there now. Um, I think I think when a lot of people started um, freelance writing, uh, I think they viewed SEO as something that a programmer did and not something that really impacted them. They they just provided the content and they didn't have to worry about things called meta tags and, you know, whatever. Um, now, now if, if, you, if you want to do a good job, if you want to add value to your clients, um, and if, if you want to show that there's actually um, a return on what you do, you have to be thinking about optimization, um, period. <laughs> it, it kind of sucks if, it's not, if that's not what you went into freelancing to do, was, was to think about those kinds of Kind of, kind of the more scientific aspect, I suppose you might want to say about writing, or the, you know, like the the hard numbers bit about about writing for websites. Um, but now, if, if you want repeat business um, and you want your clients to do well, you definitely have to think about how the words that you place there, and you know, whatever kind of like linking strategies you use, are going to improve traffic to that site and improve the chance of that client hiring you back because that's what they're mainly looking for. We're uh, really uh, find it interesting. You're, you're, you're one of um, a few uh, writers at Idea Launch that, of course, we work with. We work with quite a few writers at, 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 uh, at Idea Launch, but in comparison to Writer Access, uh, where there are literally, I think there's over a thousand writers now that have put in their profiles and registered over there. Um, what's your take on working with Idea Launch um, and the freelance assignments you're getting from there, and and, um, and and what's happening over there? Do you think we have a good model over there? And and how has Word Vision, how have you found Word Vision to be to work with over there? Because that's, you know, not every agency out hiring freelance writers has them use this crazy tool, Word Vision. You know, yeah, how's that um, fitting into your and, program? And what, they, do you, what do you think of that should. tool? Um, because, What's uh, that? I mean, for a lot of writers, SEO and, like, keyword strategies isn't, it isn't our, our main um, capacity. It's not what we all went to school for. It's, you know, a lot of people started writing on a non-online um, basis and then transferred their skills onto the online world. And so uh, a lot of people uh, recognize that they need to have, 
you know, SEO and, and, and a real science to what they do, um, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. And so with Word Vision programs like it, um, you know, you, you have the tools right there that you can just sort of plunk in your work and see how it stacks when it comes to its searchability um, and its optimization, and that helps you uh, hugely um, in, in making sure that what you're doing actually is effective for your client um, on that level. Um, you know, you still have to be able to write in an engaging way, in a conversational way. Um, you know, it's not about, you know, just putting in keywords and having them show up. Um, you're not going to attract anyone or keep anyone that way. Um, but um, when you work with um, an agency um, like Writer's Access and you have the, those kind of tools with, to your, at your disposal, um, they're pretty priceless, I'd say. Um, and it's, it is definitely unique. I do work with some different companies and a few different freelancing hubs, and you do have that level of support, um, you know, so that to help you to help your client. Um, so it's an all-around great tool, and that's definitely what um, has been a great appeal to me for writersaccess.com. What, um, what has been, uh, what are some improvements that you think need to be made overall in the uh, freelance world? Um, what are the next new age of, of, of representation of writers and or uh, finding companies that they're interested in working for? Um, do you like the model of writer access where we're matter of fact, we just opened up writer access to make anyone now be able to post a job over there um, mm-hmm. free of charge actually um, mm-hmm. We know we can't keep a thousand writers busy all day every day <laughs> um, right and really we really wanted to create more of an open source environment. Uh, to allow anybody in the world to go connect with writers like you and find them on writer access. Um, so we also are competent enough in our own strategic abilities um, at, at Ideal Launch that we just want to be a client of writer access and when we need to write, you know, access great writers. But where would you like to see a company like writer access go? Um, some of the choices to give you some hints as to what we've been thinking about are things like, you know, you know, SMS text messages when somebody wants to hire you, um, you know, uh, you know, sort of a try before you buy insurance plans so a, a prospect client would make a deposit into writer access so you know for sure you'd get paid if they ask you for a test trial. Um, you know, what are some other, what have you always wished for out there, you know, uh, that, that we might be able to accommodate or somebody else listening might be able to build a better model than writer access? Who knows? Uh, but, but in that model over there, what, what is interesting for you that, that you could imagine would really be cool and, and, and make you excited about writer access? Um, I find that uh, some of the, the bigger challenges with some of the, the freelance um, hubs or websites out there is that it is such a free market um, of, of people that, that are looking for things and people that are offering things that it's tough sometimes, um, in particular, I think, for a North American writer uh, to get paid what they're valued at. Um, just because, uh, and there are fantastic, <clears throat> sorry, fantastic writers um, from all over the world, um, but they, they live in, in areas where there's, a, like there's a lower cost of living and so they can compete at a much lower dollar value. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yet, writers or, or sorry, um, companies are still looking 
for someone that can speak conversationally, um, you know, has, can, you know, can, can really get the, like, pop culture vibe of today to really connect with the North American audience. Um, but they're sometimes comparing this to prices um, that, that you couldn't live off of in North America um, that other people are offering. Um, and it's definitely not a slam against anyone um, that can offer prices in that, that way. Yeah. Um, but it set a really odd perception of what writing is valued at. Um, so, you know, there's, as far as what a company can offer, I think a lot of it is actually even educating clients um, about, you know, what, do you, what would you value someone that's, that's writing your, your website at? You know, what is, what is your website worth to you? Um, and maybe even imposing certain minimums. Um, you know, I see it every day where people want, you know, a, a blog post for five cents. <laughs> or, yeah. um, right. you know, they, they want to see, you know, articles for a dollar or whatever. Um, and they're really focused on keywords. They're not focused on, on, on content. But then they complain when the content isn't, isn't the conversational, wonderful thing that they think all articles should be. Um, so it's a, it's a really tough balance, and, and if there's a way to, to better educate clients um, to understand the value of good writing and good content, um, you know, whether it's, it's even just like the Twitter post, Twitters that go out or the, the daily blog, um, that kind of thing, it, it really does have a huge impact on your business reputation, and people um, don't seem to want to pay for it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, any way that you can spread the word um, through through a, a, a freelance site um, would be helpful, I think, um, from the writer's perspective, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the challenges is uh, sort of pinpointing. One of the challenges of pinpointing value is. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, you know the it's always in the eyes of the buyer, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, how do you set up a way to offer you know screening and, and levels of proficiency and other you know areas of analysis? And I'll offer some insight and then ask your comments on this because we've tried to bring a flavor of this into into writer access, but maybe we need to do more of it. So. Um, when I started my first company back in 1992, it was a company called Freelance Access. It was a graphic arts placement agency, and we mm-hmm. represented copywriters, of course, and, and writers and graphic designers, illustrators, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and at the time, MacTemps was a leading provider of, of graphic arts professionals because of their name, MacTemps, and how most graphics, uh, graphic arts uh, software was, was being developed for the Mac platform. But anyway... MacTemps was using resumes to represent graphic arts professionals, which made no sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a graphic designer, you know, you know, walking around with, with submitting resumes for job interviews, you know, a graphic designer should be submitting their portfolio, you know. So right. I, I invented, you could say invented, but um, I concocted, might be a better word, um, an opportunity for uh, designers and copywriters and production artists and illustrators to physically come into our office and scan in printed samples of their work and print out a die sub print, an 11 by 17 die sub print. 
um, which, uh, which our sales reps then took on the road and began showing prospect uh, customers and clients that might be interested in hiring them. And on top of that, FileMaker Pro was, was, uh, was kind of hip back in those days in a very robust database. So we built a, a FileMaker Pro database that had what we called the burdensome questionnaire in it that, uh, that allowed a graphic arts professional to, uh, to, you know, enter all of this incredible data. How many projects have you completed in industries? You know, um, how, many, uh, how many years of software experience do you have? You know, da-da-da-da-da. So it, it, mm-hmm. it dissected all of this data. Um, and I tell this to you because what, what ended up coming out of this was something really cool. We were able to put uh, graphic arts professionals into groupings and categories based upon what they were qualified for and to divide them up into four levels of proficiency. You know, level one was sort of entry level, and the opposite end was an experienced veteran. Um, and we were able to not only print out these die sub prints, but we had a very sophisticated way to rationalize and justify what rates were. Mm-hmm. So that was ambitious. So what we, if you go to writeraccess.com right now for anybody listening in, you know, we, we, we actually came out of the gates with, you know, okay, select your industry experience and then select the level of proficiency of SEO experience. We actually used to have three other categories in there. Um, and it began breaking people out into different levels. When you actually go and look at, at a design, at a, at a writer's portfolio, you again, you know, start seeing different levels of proficiency. Um, you know, um, I should find yours and go look at it. But you know, we've we've uh, done sort of a little uh, visualization of uh, you know, kind of a, a tag cloud of showing. Bigger, you know, if you've got more banking experience, that shows up in a tag cloud as having more experience, and then you can look at the little I button and see the description that they've read. So, you know, we've we've worked really hard to try to help writers rationalize their experience and their price points. But I think right. you're right. What else can we do? What's the next level beyond what I've just described? How can mm-hmm. we validate price points and? Um, and, and I have some answers, but I want to hear yours. Um, well, I think that that's fantastic what you just described. Um, I think um, it's, it's hard to say. I haven't, I haven't really thought, given too much thought to it. Um, but, you know, perhaps, um, perhaps as I think more ROI, um, you know, metrics get developed, mm-hmm. um, it's also useful to show people, you know, if, not necessarily saying if you pay a writer X amount, you're definitely going to get X result back because yep. you know you can't you can't quite can't quite pin that down. Um, but you can say you know this is an example of of a site or a client of ours or you know what have you that um, you know hired a an, a certain level of writer, and this mm-hmm. is the quality that resulted in that, and these are the results that they're getting from that now. Yes, um, you know like even an old its own sort of cloud of a return kind of thing. Yeah, um, really so savvy. That, yeah, that's that people great thinking. really can see um, the, their own value. It's not just I enjoyed reading this article and yeah, that person had experience, but mm, you yep. know, look at what what happened as a result of this article being posted. Yeah, um, yeah. And and because um, that that really does is what talks to clients is is you know sure they they want to have a nice article up there, but they want to have business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So 
So if there is some sort of way to, to kind of get a snapshot of what the ROI is on good web content um, based upon work done by people at certain levels, yeah. um, that would be, I think, of really good value to everyone involved. Right. And it's not just the level of the writer, which I think is interesting, but it's mm-hmm. the level of writing that they were asked to do, right? Yep. Um, yeah, because it's, you know, uh, we have assignments that are sort of news articles or SEO articles, you know, that are mm-hmm. not as meaningful as some of our premium articles that our, that our, that our writers are creating for clients. Um, then there's other variables, of course, like, okay, well, who optimized the content? Did the writer optimize it, or was that done, you know, by a professional shop like Ideal Launch that built an internal link strategy and carved out a whole SEO plan, et cetera, et cetera? You know, of course. Yeah, what, what part did the writer take versus what part did other people around the writer? It's hard to claim an ROI metric, so it makes it really, really challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, nope, definitely. But you know, all good points. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. There, there, I love this ROI, ROI sort of concept, and and tagging that to a writer that was part of campaigns that performed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know if you've seen some of the new uh, additions that we added into Word Vision, um, but you know, this is this is the very problem. Jen, that clients are asking us, you know, they're, they're basically saying, you know, hey, guys, we're paying you a lot of money. You know, what ROI are we going to get from this investment in content? You know, I, show me the money. You know, show me the ROI. So right. we spent the better part of a year and a half trying to fine-tune Word Vision to make it the ROI meter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is, and, and I think that we could somehow tag this actually quite easily to to an individual writer and then port that data over into writer access. I think we can do this and you're inspiring me to, you know, change the production schedule in my tech department <laughs> to look at <laughs> I'm this. Sorry, but, tech department. <laughs> but but the theory on it would be the following and let me know what you think about it. So sure. so so uh you know theory A on this is um you know um in Word Vision right now, um, we have got as granular to, and, and this is not theory, this is actuality. You go into your welcome screen and you're a client, and we're tracking 10,000 keyword listing positions and the paper course quest and the search volume and all this cool stuff. And Word Vision is helping the writers to score content, SEO strength, and to get recommendations for what keywords to pepper in content. And all is seeming great and all is well. Writers have cool tools. You know, our clients can now see the improved listing positions that are that are that are in the top 100 they can mm-hmm. see the improved listing positions in the top 10 and you've seen that screen right you know what i'm talking yep. about right Very familiar. so all that's <laughs> groovy and and actually that's how we're tracking your success now right it's like hey jen's creating content for us and becoming you know the the the, the guru of content marketing and learning and reading and posting and you know, we, we want to see our listing positions go up, right? Or you're fired, right? <laughs> Probably not no that pressure. radical, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you're, and you're doing a great job, and we are getting moving, we are getting positions. But check this out. There's also another um, chart in there, which we just added last week, and there's some other drop-down menus. What we can now have clients do is to uh, drop in the amount of uh, traffic that they got in the course of a month, Mm-hmm. They can also drop in, drop in the amount of pay-per-click money or online marketing expenditure they had, right? They can also mm-hmm. type in the, uh, the number of conversions that happened 
right? So three simple fields of information, traffic, pay-per-click price and or online marketing spend, a dollar amount on a per-month basis, traffic per-month basis, and then um, the number of sign-ups and clicks on a, on a month-to-month month basis. And from that data, out. Not only can you have another screen that shows how your traffic increased on a month-to-month basis, but you can now start looking at how your user acquisition cost decreased on a month-to-month basis, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, and so now we're tracking how many content assets did Jen publish this month on Idea Launch, and how many total assets did we publish on, on content on Idea Launch. Um, and then what, what is the impact the following month? Did my traffic go up? Did my mm-hmm. user acquisition cost go down? Right? right? That's what we're able to measure. And you are the contributing writer amongst some other people, including our own in- internal staff. But we can look at how much content you're publishing versus our other staff and begin to attribute those that improvement with listing positions, traffic, and decreased user acquisition costs, we can attribute that to a writer. That's cool stuff, don't you think? Oh, most definitely. And, <laughs> and I think when you're able to, you know, uh, harness all that kind of information um, and also have good, good quality content, um, you yeah. know, that's, that seems to be like the real recipe for success when it comes to web content marketing. Let's talk about that in our final, uh, you know, uh, pontification here is probably your philosophical insights to the, to the freelance writing world. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your take on quality, right? Quality is a very, very subjective term. How do you define quality from your subjective opinion as a writer? Sure. Um, well, I always view that web content needs to be informative um, or entertaining or both. Um, so really, if you're, if you're writing something that, um, that's, I, I, I personally view conversational style writing as being, um, pretty top, um, as far as what people are looking for and what attracts people, um, that, that's great. And if you're getting comments, if you're, if people are retweeting what you've sent, um, if, um, you know, if people are referring back to your article and chatting about it, um, that means that there's something to it generally. Um, it's, it's tough to say, you know, this article is, it has the best quality to it versus, you know, not. But uh, ideally you want to have um, a voice to, to what you do. You, you want people, you want to talk directly to people. You want to talk directly about what people are interested in it's not really about you. It's more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you are, you're always looking for feedback, obviously. Um, you know, if it's your client that really enjoys it and they're, you know, the people in the office are talking about it, that's, that's a nice first step because those are the people that are, you know, um, they're already invested in what's there and so they want, they want to see what's there. But um, as, you, as you use the tools that you had described that, that can draw people in with, you know, like using the keywords properly and, and getting your rankings up, um, hopefully that will, that will get people to your site. But what will keep people to your site um, and have repeat visitors is really the quality of the content. So that, that counts hugely. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's funny because as you you wove in a lot of wonderful uh, adjectives and pronouns and nouns there, right? <laughs> you know, and then also threw in the the tracking and engagement aspect, right? And right. You're so, it's I, I, I all of those amazing. things. <laughs> that's the pro- that's that's the problem right there. Is that the writer today's online writer is faced with so many challenges, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Make it engaging, make it compelling, make it sticky. Let's look at time on site. You know, let's look to see if it is how many people email it to a friend. Let's look at the metrics. Let's look at the data. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like there's more time being spent analyzing content than there is spent reading it or just saying, wow, that was really great. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, sure. and, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, really, in the end of the day. But, um, yeah, one of the things thing. that, you know, one of the things that, I think we really lose sight of. And when I first started Life Tips 10 years ago, um, and I think we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. i got to remind myself of that. My, my wife was reminding me of that. But, um, but the end of it is I was really big on the humor thing. I'm like, these tips need to make people laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, everyone thought that was funny and cute or whatever. And, but I was really meant it, you know. If every tip on Life Tips had humor in it, would that not be a cool, a cool site to just go read and browse around? You know, oh, definitely. But it, um, you know, but but no one believed me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do yeah, think no, that I, I there is an and, obligation. Um, there is an obligation in the definition of quality content to put a smile on someone's face. There ought to be an obligation. What don't you think? I think so. I think I think that you need to entertain in one way or the other. Um, you know, it's it's about engagement and. I, you know, you need to separate yourself from a Wikipedia entry. Um, that you know, those those are purely informative and they're great to have. They're a reference. Um, but if you if you want to have fans of of what you do, then then yeah, you, I mean, you have to appeal to them. And mm-hmm. and humor, I think, is is the safest, best, most effective way of doing that. Mm-hmm. And, our, and it's just so surprising to me that, that we can't back up that statistic with with facts and, and data, right? I mean, what are the most popular videos on YouTube? Stupid videos that make you laugh, you know? Pretty much, yeah. You know, um, but that should be telling us some data, right? Oh, definitely. You know, um, Jay Leno now on primetime, you know? Mm-hmm. That should be telling us data. That's pretty good writing in there, you know? Um, you know, oh, can you ever imagine your your six o'clock news would be filled with something more than dry, boring stories of, you know, a pickle truck that dumped on the highway, you know? And, you know, I love the seriousness of weather people, you know, especially when there's a little bit of traumatic weather happening. You mm-hmm. know, they want to get right in there and be serious about the weather. I find myself laughing at that, like... If this is weather, you know. Right. Do we need dramatic reporting on weather? Who could? Well, who well even likes even in stuff? that way, it is it is sort of a form of entertainment. Um, <laughs> Maybe you know, so. Just just like a horror movie isn't necessarily funny. Sometimes these weathermen, you know, they'll they'll <sighs> ramp up, you know, the terror level of you know the the rain cloud coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It has its own weird form of entertainment. Almost, it's it's interesting what's. <laughs> what we've been geared toward now. Yeah, and I think it's great. I, I hope we move closely because I think there's more creativity in that type of writing. It's harder to write. 
You know, it's harder to be funny with every tip you write if you have a tip assignment at Life Tips to create 101 tips for a book, you know. I, I welcome anybody to apply to become a guru of life tips. We, it's a free service we offer to publish a book for people, but it's hard to do, you know? I yeah, mean, no, I'm not a guru over there. I think I am actually for the SEO guru spot, but I, I'm <laughs> telling a colleague at a show that I want to give that up because I, I don't do enough with it. But uh, it's tough stuff. It's been great chatting with you today, Jen. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Byron. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the show, and uh, until next week, everybody, I hope your life's a little bit smarter, better, faster, and less wordy and more engaging. <laughs> so thanks again for listening, and everyone. Thanks, George, for the production, and everyone at Webmaster World, blah, blah, blah. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.